Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, I'm a Comey. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. How's it going? It's okay. So I was, I was actually telling some people the other day about a friend of mine uh, that I went to... Well, I didn't go to high school. It was actually after high school, someone that I met. And uh, <clears throat> and he was actually a, a little person. Yeah. Right? And he would think it was funny to like make reservations at places. So... Even a place that you didn't necessarily need reservations, like like you know, you go in there, you don't really have much of a wait in you know, restaurant to restaurants that that you don't really do. Like, there's so much grass right there. Why would you? <laughs> I guess I get any older. Um. So anyway, um. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is not even worth putting my glasses back on for. This is a lot. <laughs> wow. Uh, they had no budget. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so he's a little person. So he would make reservations at a place that you didn't even need a reservation for, uh-huh. right? Or they, you know, they, they did, they, they took a reservation, but, you know, the, the wait time was never really that long. And he, when he would make the reservation, he would say, and as for a name, he would say, Mije. Mije. <laughs> and he would spell it M-I-D-J-E-T. Yeah. <laughs> and so when they would go to the restaurant and then they would be like, Midget party of one and he, or two, like, or whatever, and he would walk up there and he'd be like, it's Mije. And he'd be like, oh my God. And he would just think that's like the funniest shit. And it would sometimes get like free appetizer and shit because of that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, that, that's so damn funny. That's hilarious. It's like a sweep, eh? <laughs> Listen, it's pronounced a sweep, eh? Okay. Oh god, that is so I like that this guy was filming a porno just on his phone. I have a I have a question, which is like, didn't the description say beautiful women? Yes. Yes it did. I've been lied to. Wow, this is like Remember remember that question I asked him they asked for anything about um like do you feel comfortable getting naked and blah, 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 blah? <laughs> they both answered yes. They did. Wow. Like. I'm confident in my body. You know the bad thing is that it's like, there's probably some people that watched that was like, oh man. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was some redneck wearing like a flannel shirt with the sleeves torn off. He was just spanking the monkey like crazy this entire time. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> So do you remember the episode of Seinfeld where they all have to take the subway to get to their place? Um, they're like on their way, like Elaine's on her way to uh, to her friend's wedding, and uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah, George meets the chick who like chains him up in the bed, handcuffs him to the bed, mm. and she steals all his money. Yeah. You see how he's like pulling the stuff from like under, like beside her and underneath her, but yeah. actually like coming out of her body. Yeah. Okay, this is really, really bad. Yeah, um, I now don't remember that one. Okay, oh, it's great because Jerry is very tired, so he falls asleep on the subway, and when he wakes up, there's a nudist sitting across from just some big fat guy, and everybody else in the subway is like moved to the far end of the car, <laughs> and they're all staring at him. And of course, you know Jerry's big germaphobe, big freak about everything. He's just like. What are you doing? Don't, don't you think this is a little bit much? And the guy's like, I'm not ashamed of my body. He's like, that's the problem. You should be. 
You definitely should be. <laughs> so. That's one thing I love about Seinfeld is when someone says something and Jerry be like, yeah, that's the problem. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when he gets the rental car and they're talking about the reservation, he's like, oh. that, that is the point of a reservation. He is. I understand. He's like, I know the point of a reservation. I don't think you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a great episode. I love it. It's like, would you like insurance on this? Yes, because I'm going to beat the hell out of this car. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. You know, the one I remember, I, I kind of remember is when they're going to go see Plan Night from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. And they go to the, the Chinese restaurant. Yep, that whole episode takes place in the lobby there. Yeah, that's great, too. It's a brilliant show. Oh, man. So, uh, um, <laughs> this is not how I expected this episode to start, but I'm okay with this. <laughs> uh, so, so what are we actually talking about today? Uh, so today, uh, I wanted to see if I could tie this into our introduction, but really I can't. Today we're going to be doing songs that tell a story. All right. So are, are we including or excluding like rap songs or, or what? Uh, I've, what I did, and you don't have to, you don't have to stick to my own rules with this, but what I did for myself was I had two songs under the rap exception category. Okay. <laughs> Cause, uh, I think some of the best stories told in song are told in rap, but it's also a lot easier. Because mm-hmm. like I could, I could probably find ten or fifteen rap songs that tell great stories right off the bat. Right. So I'd, it it may be something that I'd say we could revisit at a later episode and just do exclusively rap songs. But yeah, I've got I've got like two that I I would do as kind of an exception. Mm. All, right. All right. So uh, I so I've got a couple on the, on my list. So maybe I'll just pick one or two of those. To do, okay. to, to, I, I mean, like I said, you don't have to be strictly limited to to what I did. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was afraid we'd have a lot of overlap. Now I'm not so sure. So sorry, just double checking on uh, the title of one of them. Ba, 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 ba. You want to go first? Yeah, uh, I'll say. Uh, can we pause for a minute? Uh, sure. Yep. Sorry. Unpaused. <clears throat> All right, so you want me to start off? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, go with the song first? We'll just kind of tennis back and forth here. All right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with with like some 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 um uh, like some easy ones, like ones that you would expect to have on there, right? Okay. Good. So um, so my first one I'm gonna put out here, right? Um, is gonna be. Hotel California by the Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, that that's that's a like it's a softball right there. Yeah, um, it, it tells a really good story, uh, very haunting story. Yes, and but it, it's got like it it goes through this whole thing. They tell you story, and I like how it's not like it's not like a story where you know this happened and this happened and this happened. It's 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 this it's this whole imagery thing you know it's just kind of like like kind of guides you through this this world mm-hmm. um at least through their perception so yeah it's like a setting based story it's not as much narrative there's some narrative his arrival and his attempted departure yeah so so um yeah i i, I think that's that that's my first one that's actually the, actually the first one on my list nice nice <clears throat> 
All right, what you got? So it wasn't the first one that I came up with, but I felt like it needed to be at the top because, you know, like, and this kind of goes hand in hand with Hotel California where it's like if we didn't, then people would just be like, why didn't you bring this one up? Ah! But uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, okay. I don't actually have it on my list. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I mean, people don't really think of it as telling a story, but it does. It's a full narrative. And it's all a full narrative from the lead singer's perspective. But it's like he is confessing to his mother that he killed a man. He's going into the reasoning why, and he feels like he's doomed to hell. And basically the final... The final segment of the song is a big standoff with the police, which is why it's all ba 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 da ba da ba ba ba. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, so explain it to me, because I, I didn't. I, I I know the whole mama just killed the man, blah 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 blah. But like, why he killed him, and then the standoff. I didn't. I, I've never caught any of that before. Okay. Uh, I should be able to find a full breakdown online. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody song. As opposed to Bohemian Rhapsody, that like little like commune um, out in. Well, I just don't want to pull it up like the movie. I don't need a synopsis of the movie. Oh yeah, true. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, no, no. If I wanted a synopsis, I just watched the movie. <laughs> uh... So, did you, have you? Since we're just kind of like, why are you looking that up? Yeah, yeah. And okay. I'm eating myself a cookie. Um, have you heard that about Rami Malek being like a? a He's a huge, uh, like, big in, like, privacy and stuff. No. So, apparently, uh, another actress, well, an actress that's a friend of his that went to high school with him had posted a picture on, like, Twitter or Instagram or something of them from high school back when he was in, like, drama or something. And, like, he messaged her and asked her politely if she would, like, remove it <laughs> because... Because he was like, you know, he he likes to keep his private life like strictly private. Yeah, and and she was like, why? Well, she was like, it's like a picture from high school. Like it was just it was just something of us from like this thing. She was like, but you know, he asked, and I was like, okay, sure. And I was like, not, not a problem. And I'm like, wow, that's that. I'm like something that that is probably in the damn yearbook or whatever. Like, but he was like, no, I don't want that out there. Like, okay, that's that's odd. I'm sure you probably got your reasons or whatever. Um, but he probably had like a, like a high top fade and he was, you know, like, dude, what are you wearing one of those for? You're not black. Right. <laughs> You're not kid or play. <laughs> but, um, but I was like, wow. All right. We're, I mean, yeah. you know, if that's, if that's what you want. But I was like, that I was like, huh. So, and she was, and she was like, she, you could tell from the, the way she was telling the story that like she was, like she did it and she was like, okay. But it was also, she was kind of like, like. A little like maybe insulted, but like really? Like yeah. this is not a big deal, but calm sure. down, bro. Yeah. Um so this is a thing that's kind of like been making the circuits on some of the meme sites like Nine Gag. Mm-hmm. So this may not be a hundred percent accurate, but I thought that it I thought that it tracked pretty good. Um Bohemian Rhapsody is the story of a boy whose girlfriend left him for some other guy. He kills him, and now the gang of that guy is looking for him. He goes to say goodbye to his mother before the gang finds him. The opera part is the gunfight, where the gang mocks him for being just a poor boy. They shoot in the air, which is the thunderbolt and lightning. He begs, but they will not let him go. So he kills them all. So you think you can stone me and spit in my eyes, he celebrates. But still he knows he'll have to spend his life as a fugitive. He needs to get right out of here, which explains the melancholy ending. Even though he came out alive, he will never see his mother again. Hmm. 
So, yeah. Okay. Now, I, I don't know for sure if the reason that he killed the man is uh, because of his girlfriend leaving him, but, um, I mean, like, yeah, you compare... You compare the lyrics, and it, it all makes sense. Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. I'm just a poor boy, I need no sympathy. Uh, got Mama, just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. I was going to tell it was like a gay analogy. But... I mean, it could be. That, that also makes sense. Uh, too late, my time oh, is gone. so... Speaking of Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah. So you know how much I like watching um, that uh, uh, when I can they uh, that that uh, Urban Legends show, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they did the Bob Dylan thing. Mm -hmm. So I was looking some stuff. I love that (laughs) so much. I actually I found a site. It it was only like a like. 36, uh, 360p, yeah. but I found a site that had that and I downloaded that shit, man. So I can watch it because it's not available for me to stream anymore on cable. Yeah. So the other episodes are, but that, they're not that one. Oh, that's not the best episode. <laughs> well, no, that, well, that one is good. The Johnny Cash one oh, with Johnny Cash and the Ostrich is good too. Yeah, I haven't seen the Johnny Cash one. Yeah, so that Bob Dylan one was so good. Yeah. So I've watched the Johnny Cash one a couple of times. So I looked it up and it's actually in Johnny Cash's autobiography about how he had some ostriches on his farm or his estate and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then the um, <clears throat> he got attacked by one of them and it almost killed him. Like the one, like the the mate froze to death during the winter because she wouldn't get into the barn. Mm. And then, um, and so when the, the male ostrich came around and everything, I guess kind of blamed him and attacked him and with his, it got these really sharp claws, oh, yeah. went to like cut him. And if it wasn't for he had this big belt buckle on, it would have slit him right down the middle. But the claw hit the belt buckle and stopped. But it's still, like, cutting down the middle, and he had to, like, hold his intestines in. Jeez. Yeah, like, he'd fight the thing off, hold his intestines in, so he could get back and stuff. So this episode is about him in this hotel, and he's been taking tramadol and drinking alcohol, and he's... <laughs> And he's like hallucinating that the that the ostrich is coming back for him, and so he's been like he's been he's been like fighting this thing in the hotel room, it, it, dude. We have to. I'll show you the episode again. I'll show you the episode. I'll watch it again because it's so good. But yeah. it starts off with the hotel manager like pulling in the next day to work, and there's two of her employees outside the window of like the second floor window, and like the he's throwing shit out the window. <laughs> And like they've, they've got like a they got like a bed sheet and they've got like a TV like holding in the bed sheet. They're trying to catch other stuff. <laughs> so then later on, when she's talking to him and stuff, she's like, "Well, you know, you trash one of the finest like rooms we have in this hotel." He goes, "It doesn't even have a TV." <laughs> <laughs> so and I mean, ostriches will fuck you up. They're mean birds. So that story is true. Like he, he it's in his autobiography. Mm-hmm. The Bob Dylan story is supposedly true as well. Mm-hmm, like he matter. went there. So I watched another episode that is also supposed to be true. But not only that, I showed my mom and then she looked it up and actually found a picture online <laughs> of Freddie Mercury, this, uh, British, uh, TV actor. Yeah. And Princess Diana. They dressed her as a guy because they were going to a gay club. And she wanted to kind of go out and just hang out with people. So they dressed her as a guy yeah. to get her in, to kind of, so people would recognize her in this, in this club and took her out 
to this gay club, but then people ended up recognizing her, but didn't bother her because they knew she was just kind of just out among the people, just yeah, had just that, and that's trying to be incognito, right? And that was supposedly a true story. It's like how Dolly Parton is never, like, never wears the wig out in public when she's with her family. Like nobody knows what her husband looks like or anything. Yeah, because she stays totally incognito when she's not on stage. So, uh, but in the episode, the Urban Legends episode, she actually ends up meeting this, this talking to this drag, uh, drag queen, uh, who's like, who's on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, she uses the bathroom and she ends up going into the dressing room, use the bathroom, and the guys come off stage and is getting, un- and is getting undressed and she ends up meeting him and he's got AIDS. Oh. And she ends up talking to him and stuff and, uh, and he's just telling her like, kind of like how he lost his lover. Uh, who died of AIDS? Now he's dying of AIDS, and you know all this kind of stuff. And uh, it's re- it's a really good episode. Yeah. Um, but she's gone, and Freddie Mercury and the other guy like lose her. It's like where is she? It's like we've lost the, like the princess of England. <laughs> like, 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 like she. And and but uh, it's so funny. He's like because the guy, the drag queen, he's he's talking to her, and he says, um, like you know, like here it is, like you know, like no one will even like will like kiss me or anything and so she she gives him a kiss and he's like thank you but he goes you know i'm gay right? <laughs> <laughs> but and like that's a that's supposed to be a true story too but uh but yeah so freddie mercury and them snuck her out one day as i was like oh okay that's kind of cool but just the idea of like freddie mercury just hanging out with princess diana just mm-hmm. chilling and then be like hey i'm going to a gay club try to hook up you want to come with me and just like have some fun and stuff like you know okay that sounds like a right good time yeah a proper good song. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I'm out here just hanging out with a bunch of gay guys and everything, just having fun, I mean, hell, I mean, Charles is doing the same thing. I thought he said, what's that for that Camilla chick? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. What you got? Mm. So I'm going to stick with my theme here. Okay. And um, so I started out with Hotel California with Eagles. I'm actually going to move on to another Eagles song. They, they, which they have several mm-hmm. storytelling songs, but Life in the Fast Lane. Oh, yeah. That is, I mean, that is a great story. And I love, like, the one the one line that always sticks into my head in Life in the Fast Lane is, like, you know, call the doctor. I think I'm going fast. Doctor says he's coming, but you got to pay in cash. Like, I love that line. That's good. <laughs> That's real good. Uh I really like Life in the Fast Lane just because it's, like, one of the least Southern Rocky ones that the Eagles do. <laughs> but they're California rock, aren't they? They're they're very Southern rock. If you listen to, like, anything besides, like, Hotel California, like Lion Eyes, uh, listen right. to Lion Eyes and tell, and tell me yeah. that's not Southern rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. But then, like, uh... But, I mean, you know, Desperado. But, man, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of like, buns that aren't, you know, but... It's, it's like very southwestern rock, I guess, is the okay. proper way to put it. <laughs> I love to say, um, I'm thinking of the lines like, on freeway, no, turned around and got lost, and it's like they were just trying to get off. It was like, yep. they, they're so caught up in the lifestyle, like they don't even know how, what a normal lifestyle is, or even how to find one anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. But yeah, so. Kind of, so, kind of tracks with the same. Basic meaning is Hotel California too. Yeah, it, it kind of does. It's it's like almost almost like Hotel California is like the sequel to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't know what happened to her, but you know, here he is. He's just like, I, I, I'm just trying to trying to do better with my life, or who knows? Yeah. 
Alright. So, my next one is uh, a Blues Brothers song. Oh, she caught the Katie. No, there's actually a lot of really good Blues Brothers songs that tell stories. The one I like is "Doing My Best to Get Back to You." Mm, okay, great, great song, and it's it's basically uh, he's telling the story of hitchhiking across the country and hooking up with various women as he does so. But then the chorus always is, I'm doing my best to get back to you. There ain't nothing I'd rather do. Look for me Sunday, gonna be there, honey, with something special just for you. But then it's like, the next thing is he hit, he hitches a ride with some other type of chick and winds up banging her. Oh, wow. It's it's great. <laughs> it's such a fun song. Okay. Which is from their... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the actual title of the song is a B-movie box score blues. I'd actually forgotten that. So now they didn't, they didn't uh, write their own songs. They just did covers, right? Yeah, yeah, they were a cover band. I don't think they did any originals. I didn't think so. So let's see who did the original B movie Boxcar Blues. Come on, there's got to be a, there's got to be like a Wikipedia page for it. But yeah, I mean, like, there's there's a lot of really good uh, Blues Brothers songs that tell stories. Um, I mean, they because they did blues. I mean, blues are all about all about telling stories. No, no, don't search for the Blues Brothers version. Just the song itself. Jeez. But like uh, the song, I don't know. That one. That one's kind of like. Uh, Kind of like an anthology of stories, but it's a fun one. Hmm. That's that's the one that uh, the only the only line people really remember from it is what did I say to piss you off this time? <laughs> I think it might have been Tom Malone originally. Now, even just searching for the title itself, it's all the Blues Brothers version. Yeah, that's what happens when like when you have like a when someone does a a really good like like a good cover of your song, kind of like when we were talking about um uh what's that song? Uh, well, I, I was thinking of the um the uh, shit. What was that guy's name? Um, Falco. Oh yeah, like the I commissar. know. Uh, yeah, their commissar. I know the commissar by After the Fire. You know the commissar by Falco, but mm-hmm. if you look it up, most it's probably going to come up with after the fire yeah. more yeah. than it's going to be him. Um, just like um, like uh, all along Watchtower, you look that up, you're probably going to find Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. not Bob Dylan. Yep, yeah. Same thing with um, uh, what's that uh, that song? Um, which I what, uh, crap, I don't really like the song, but um, Delbert uh, McClinton did the original. Okay. Uh, what is the name of that song? Uh, it's uh, uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band. I think are the ones that did it. Um, did the the popular version of it, but the um, but it's actually a um, Bruce Springsteen song. Um, hmm. Was that something Deuce? I can't remember the name. God, I don't like the song, but anyway, 
But yeah, but yeah, it happens. So it's, it's kind of really weird to, like you're saying, trying to find like the, the, the one and you yeah. can't find the one. Yeah, it's, it's definitely originally, um, Delbert McClinton. Which had to have been early 60s. He was only active from 1962 to the present. I'm trying to think. Um, there were some other good Blues Brothers songs that told stories. I'm trying to remember if there were any that really stood out. Guilty is pretty good. Pretty much anything from the flip, uh, from the briefcase full of blues album. Messing with the kid, that's good. <laughs> All right, you got one. Um, yeah. Um, so I've got one, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because I'm gonna. I think you've got it on your list. So I'm gonna let you have that one. Um. Uh, and I've got some that are uh, that are kind of interesting. Okay. And I, I know we'll probably have to do another one of these because I know there's several that I'm that I'm skipping. This is um, easily going to be a two parter as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think the one I'm going to go with next, and these are not in any particular order either. Not like mm-hmm. the like yeah. you know best to worst or anything. Yeah, I don't have mine ranked either. But the one I'm going to go with next is probably going to be me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Oh yeah. That's a great one. And I'm going to say by Paul Simon, that Simon and Garfunkel, because I know it more as a Paul Simon song. Yeah. And it could be Simon and Garfunkel, but I know it's more as a Paul Simon song. Once again, so long. <laughs> what am I song? Once again, so long. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I almost forgotten that one. Oh, yeah. I love that, man. That is great. I have, um, I have, um, uh, uh, Paul Simon's greatest hits, and it's on my Zoom. And oh, nice. so, yep, yep, yep. Oh, Minnie the Moocher. That, that's the one I should have gone with. Oh, Minnie the Moocher is good. That, that's a spectacular one. Right, here's a story about Minnie the Moocher. What was it about her that was so interesting? Uh, she was a no good lowdown hoochie coocher. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they, you know, in the movie, they don't do the, they don't do the, uh, the other verse. Um, but her, the album version has the full thing. Yeah. About her, uh, chasing the gong around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the one I should have gone with. <laughs> All right. So what you got right now? Uh, hold on. I'm just adding uh, another one here. Uh, so, this is going to be controversial, but I will argue my point. Don't you always? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, man, your movie's horrible. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more nudity. Well, I was expecting him to actually did the whole thing about the scientist and the catching a woman. He hasn't caught anybody yet. Yeah. I, the scientist hasn't even caught the damn Bigfoot yet. Yeah. Like, how fucking long do we have to wait till the scientist catches the fucking Bigfoot? Right? How hard can it be? And it says turning into this like shitty ass Blair Witch kind of like knockoff. Yeah, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> so Africa by Toto. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> there's there's too many too many repetitive like uh, verses, so you're gonna have to tell me why Africa makes the list. Africa tells the story. Don't tell me what Africa's about. <laughs> Africa tells the story of a man who is inflicted with lycanthropy. He's a werewolf? So, I'm just going to read down these lyrics. I've been trying to avoid like reading through all the lyrics, but this is totally... I'm convinced this is a guy who's afflicted with lycanthropy. He is going to Africa to seek help. Okay, I'm just telling you right, telling you right now, like, my bullshit alarm is screaming in my ears, so <laughs> you're going to make his good. Bear with me. Okay. Bear with me. I got this. Uh, I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. She's coming in 1230 flight. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me toward salvation. So, he's on a plane... The stars are guiding him towards salvation, so he needs salvation from something, and he is on his way to Africa. Okay. I stopped an old man along the way, hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies. So, that tells me this guy has some kind of archaic knowledge, maybe not necessarily arcane, but he obviously knows some ancient knowledge. He turned to me as if to say... Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. So then, of course, you come to the chorus. The only thing I'm going to point out... Uh, well, I'm going to point out a couple of things because the chorus is relevant here. Uh, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. Now, you could say that that's allegorical, or you could say he has the physical strength to overpower a hundred men. Okay, I can, if he had lycanthropy, I can believe that. Mm -hmm. um, I bless the rains down in Africa. Okay. Rains would block, and a cloud cover would block the light of the full moon. Okay, all right. A witch doctor once said that Africa would let me, let me die. But you're <laughs> not in Africa now, old boy. No, I'm not. All right. The wild dogs crowd in the night as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. So, being a lycanthrope, he would be solitary, but also being a lycanthrope, he could provide company for the wild dogs. But generally, dogs and wolves don't get along. Typically not. Okay. Go ahead. So, I'm just, I'm just this, saying. No, that's a fair counterpoint. Fair counterpoint. Uh, I know that I must do what's right. Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti, which, of course, that's geographically a nightmare. But mm -hmm. here we go. I seek to cure what's deep inside, frightened of this thing that I've become. Okay. Back into the course. So. Is that the last line? The, then it cycles through the course several times, but multiple times throughout the course you have, I bless the rains down in Africa, I bless the rains down in Africa. Okay. So, yeah. So I now, <laughs> I now reiterate, this guy goes to Africa. He flies to Africa seeking salvation he finds an old man and says, I hope that you have some old forgotten words or ancient melodies that you can tell me. The old guy begins to give him advice and tell him things. He can't be stopped by a hundred men or more. And he, he is thankful and blesses the rains whenever they come. Okay, so I'm going to try to put, put, put what you're saying in perspective. Mm -hmm. So... He's leaving his girlfriend or wife or whatever, his significant other. Mm -hmm. He's leaving her, and he's taking a flight to Africa. 
because he wants to be with her, but he knows he can't be with her because he's been afflicted with lycanthropy Mm -hmm. and lycanthropy. Okay. And that, you know, if he were to like, you know, change in her, you know, around her, then she could be like, you know, she, she's going to be fodder just like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And, but his ultimate goal is to cure himself or be cured so he can go back and be with her the way he wants to be. Yep. He meets a guy, you know, probably someone told him that this is the guy that can help you. They can help you cure your curse. And he's like, you know, look, like, um, uh, there's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. So like my goal is to get back to you. Nothing is going to stand in my way to do that. Not only that, but as long as I have this curse in me, like, nobody can stand in my way. Like they like a hundred men or more, I would tear through them like fucking like gingerbread men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes and uh, frighten this thing that I become, you know, and that, you know, uh, I was, what was the last line. I seek to cure what's deep inside frightened of the thing that I've become. Right. So yeah. Cause he, cause when he vamps, when he wolfs out, like he can't trust himself or what he may do. Um, but, you know, he has to cure. If he wants to be with her, which is what he wants, he has to find a cure for that. There you go. And you also have, so at the very beginning when he stops the old man, he's told, hurry boy, it's waiting there for you, which I would interpret to be the cure. And then towards the end, it says, hurry boy, she's waiting there for you, which basically tells me that he managed to get it fixed. He's able to come back home. Now, whether that's just coming to grips with his affliction or whether he's actually cured, I don't know. But yeah. I I am fully convinced that that's what that song is about. <laughs> and nobody agrees with me, but I know I'm right. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I, I okay, if you will let me have this, and I'm not sure, sure that sure. you're wrong, I'm not, I'm not just going to give you a concession just because, <laughs> but but I say that the 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 disco song Boogie Shoes, mm-hmm. that Boogie Shoes refers to condoms. I think we've had that conversation before, yeah. So, and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull up boogie shoes real quick, so I can kind of explain to people where I'm coming from with this one. Um. Uh, so here we go. It's by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh yeah, I like them. Uh, so full lyrics. So here are the lyrics. It says. Girl, to be with you is my favorite thing. Yeah, uh-huh. And I can't wait till I see you again. Yeah, yeah, aha, aha, aha. I want to put on my boogie shoes just to boogie with you. Um, <laughs> boogie shoes to boogie with you. I want to do it till the sun comes up. Um, I want to do it till I can't get enough. Boogie shoes, right? Um, and then it's just, you know... And that's pretty much those are like the only really lyrics is just after that's just I want to put on my 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 boogie, my boogie shoes mm-hmm, and boogie mm-hmm. with you. I'm sorry, how is that not? I want to I want to wear I want to put on a condom and have sex with you. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. like they like I said so something they're like that's not what it's about. They're down like that's not about disco dancing. <laughs> that's not about disco. I mean, that's about fucking. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. like I want to I want to put on a condom and fuck you all night long. I could see that. Yeah. So. I'm saying so, like you know, I can see your point. Um, oh, sorry, I just, <laughs> I just, I got to finish this up because you, when I tell you this next thing, you're gonna like get a plot. Um, so I can see your point, um, and and I hope that you can also see mine as well. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. 
So two things. One, read that description for Killer Workout. In this campy slasher film, an LA fitness club owner revisits the mysterious death of her twin sister after a serial murderer targets her gym. I don't remember that being her twin sister, no. or, or like her revisit, re, like revisiting the mysterious death. I mean, no, they just they don't even address the fact that she died. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the cop does is like, yeah, the, there was a woman that died here, and blah blah blah, and and oh, yeah, um, she's got that like throwaway line, like, oh yeah, that was my sister, but I don't think she says twin. Yeah, but she didn't revisit the death of her. I mean, like, no. okay, everybody, um, check out our killer workout. Let's watch. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good movie too. Um, if they if they remaster that, put it on Blu-ray, I will buy it. I like Killer Workout. <laughs> it was a fun movie. GoFundMe shuts down one million dollar Amber Heard fundraiser to help pay Johnny Depp. So who the fuck is raising money for this bitch? Apparently she does or did or somebody. <laughs> she started her own GoFundMe. <laughs> Why don't you use some of that damn Aquaman money, bitch? I'm going to start my own. It's going to be called Go Fuck You. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start a GoFundMe for people to, like, pay me to go shit in Amber Heard's bed. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to pull, like, a John Wayne Casey. Now, I know this shit is mine. I don't know who shit that is. I didn't put that there. (laughs) Okay, so, uh... So, alright, so Africa, okay. I'll I'll, I'll take that. Alright, alright. Okay, so now now we're getting down to the serious stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've got some uh, stupid stuff on here, but yeah, I've got some real serious stuff, too. <laughs> so, uh, before I do my first rap, I'm going to hit you with a, I'm gonna hit you with a hard one, okay? okay? Okay. Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I'm not sure I'm familiar with it. You don't know that song? I got a fast car. Oh, I'm sorry, you got a fast car. Take me right out of here. It, dude, you don't know Fast Car? Don't think so, no. Oh, shit. Well, dude, it, it, expect to feel, have all kinds of feelings, right? Because, <laughs> like, this song is hard. And I'm, I'm not talking like, like, it's got like a hard beat. I'm like, this song is fucking hard, dude. I'm gonna, uh, just like start a new list to, to like listen to it. Okay. So, and since we can't play it in here, I'm just gonna right, say, you got a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make it something. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. You got a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. I've been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. See, my old man's got a problem. He lives with a bottle, and that's the way it is. He says his body's too old for working. His body's too young to look like my. His body's too young to look like his. My mama went off and left him. She wanted more from life than he could give. I said, "Someone's got to take care of him." So I quit school, and that's what I did. You got a fast car? Is it fast enough so we can fly away? We got to make a decision. Leave tonight, or live and die this way. So I remember we were driving, driving in your car, speeding so fast it felt like I was drunk. City lights laying out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I had a feeling that I belonged. I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. You got a fast car. We go cruising to entertain ourselves. You still ain't got a job, and I work in a market as a checkout girl. I know things will get better. You'll find work, and I'll get promoted. We'll move out of the shelter, buy a big house, and live in the suburbs. Um, 
So then it repeats that one verse again about driving the car. Mm-hmm. You got a fast car. I got a job that pays all our bills. You stay out drinking late at the bar. See more of your friends than you do of your kids. I'd always hoped for better. Thought maybe together you and me would find it. I got no plans. I ain't going nowhere. So take your fast car and keep on driving. Uh, and then... Uh, wow. Yeah. So don't take this the wrong way because I know I've been critical of the genre, but... Uh, there are some very powerful contemporary Christian songs that tell stories along those lines. Like, they're, they're from the people who I would not label as, you know, phonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's there's a song, uh, Does Anybody Hear Her by Casting Crowns? And, like, this, this is going to be so weird because, like, you know, so far, <laughs> everything we've talked about has been, like, you know, rock and rap and all that stuff. But this this actually wasn't on my list. It was just, it's interesting to see that. But, like, does anybody hear her? It's it's all about this this chick who has made, like, every possible wrong decision in life. And so she goes to a church to try to seek help, but the people basically just treat her like a prostitute. Just treat her like garbage. And, uh, so it's, it's pretty much just like a Scarlet Letter type scenario. Okay. And so then the only person who actually pays attention to her while she's there at the church is just some scuzzy guy who's looking for an easy lay. So the cycle just repeats itself even though she's at the one place that's supposed to be able to help her. Ah. Uh, very, very powerful song. They're, they're the people who don't just do like the, just like the, the happy claps repeat the same 11 words 42 times. Like their their stuff is actually very powerful, so that's that's kind of what that made me think of. <laughs> no, no, I can see that. Yeah, but it's it, it's so sad. Like you know, the whole thing, and you like like you get through this whole like I did all this stuff, and I took care of my dad because you know somebody had to, and you know, and then the thing is, she gets with this guy. And the only thing he's got is a fast car, and 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 like she never goes anywhere. She does everything. She continues to support everything, and. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it sucks. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was very rough to hear. <laughs> and when you hear her singing it, it's, it, it's even more powerful. I feel like I might have heard that, like, on the radio, but I've never actually sat down to focus on it. The lyrics did kind of ring a bell. So, on a slightly happier note. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> bring me to life. It's uh, bring me to life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a honky tonk women by the Rolling Stones. Oh, and that, wait, that, that those are the women that give you the honky tonk blues, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 lowbrow, it's raunchy, but it's such a fun song, and it's just basically each verse is a new encounter with a different type of woman. Uh, what is that? Uh, I'm trying to think what's the name of that song. Because uh, it comes in all the time, and I love to hear it. Uh, hey, man, we're going to come around 12 with some Puerto Rican girls. She says, die and beat you. I love that. That's Miss You. Yeah. So so I've, I have, I've got Rolling Stones 40 licks. Mm-hmm. When I ripped it so I could put it on my Zoom, like somehow the the songs got shifted. So like... All the song titles were like two songs off oh, from where they shit. were. <laughs> oh, that that sets off my OCD. I and hate that. I had to, I had to like just finally fucking bite the bullet because I would add songs to the zoo and I'm like, this isn't that song. <laughs> and so I had to go back and I had to like go ahead and like right, just list to each one and like rename them all. Yep, yeah, yeah. The um, 
trying to think. There's several good ones that tell stories. I, I, I'll say Sympathy for the Devil isn't much of a story, but it's a really good character study. I think it is kind of a story as if the because de- the devil is telling you. Well, like, yeah, he's kind of telling you his history. Right. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, in that case, I probably should have picked that one. But yeah, like that, that's a hell of a character study. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Sympathy for the Devil. It's a great song, one of their best. Yeah, so some people, they like when you tell them, like, like this kind of thing, you know, like, you know, songs that tell stories are like, oh, well, this thing. I'm like, no, I, I get that that's, that's giving you a feeling and it's kind of, you know, like explaining to you how these things work, but that's not telling you a story. Yeah. Like, like um, Dolly Parton's nine to five, it captures the feeling of, of that, of working that kind of lifestyle, but it's not really a narrative. Right. Uh, even like a, like painted black. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of like telling you what's in this person's head, but it's not telling you a story. Right, right. A good, uh, a good example of a song that tells a story is like the kind of stuff Kenny Rogers would do, like The Gambler, The Gambler, Coward of the County. Those are things where it's like beginning, middle, and end. This is what happened to me, and it will touch on how it made you feel. But it's like this is specifically a narrative. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's my turn, huh? Yep. All right, so I'm going to toss in our first rap song here. All right. And this is actually kind of a tough one because I have a couple on there. And, like, there's one I really want to I want to put out there. But um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go old school. All right. And The Message by Grandmaster Flash and Furious 5. Okay. Yep. All right. I mean, because I mean, The Message just tells you a, a story about this is my life living here in, like, the ghetto mm-hmm. or, like, you know, in a rough part of, like, New York in the 80s when, like, crime and shit is bad and everything's bad. And, like, in you know, like, someone says, like, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Like, and here's all the reasons why I'm close to the edge. Like, right, this right. is what my life consists of. Yeah, that message is a really powerful. And then and then it ends with, the you know, uh, they, them all talking and everything. It's like, you know what happened to Betty? It's like, our mom got robbed. And the police show up. It's like, and it's like, what do you do? It's like, uh, and we're, we're came out Fashion Furious 5. What is that a gang? It was like, no, oh, we ain't a gang. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the message is, uh, I was like, cause there was a couple other on, on there and I've got another one that's, that's kind of along the lines of, of the message, but yeah. I was like, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go with one, um, for, for my first one I put out there, I'm going to go with, with, you know, kind of one of the originators of that. I like it. I like it. So I'm going to go a little bit stupid with this one. But, uh, Can't be stupid? Oh, I do have Weird Al on here, but not yet. <laughs> no, I'm actually going with Ninja Sex Party. Uh, Rhinoceratops versus Super Puma. Mm. Okay. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It doesn't get any more complicated than that. It's two completely ridiculous, stupid kaiju that just beat the shit out of each other and destroy the world. Okay. And uh, Ninja Sex Party is called upon to stop them. <laughs> which they do so by playing music that is so incredibly sensual that they just start banging like crazy. It's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. Okay. Yep. I don't think NSP gets nearly enough credit. I will say this it was a very tight toss-up between that one and Samurai Abstinence Patrol. Which is basically like an alternate universe version of them, and they just have a massive fight, but then they develop mutual respect for each other. But Rhinoceratops versus Super Puma is just fucking hilarious from beginning to end. 
So, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna match your nerd rock with a nerd rock of my own. Alright. Uh, see this movie right here? Escape 2000? Mm-hmm. That's also the movie Turkey Shoot. Nice. Just two different names. Okay, so, um, so my nerd rock song, and this is not a contest, right? This is not yeah, a contest yeah. at all. So I don't want to sound and seem like it is, but, uh, but my nerd rock song, is like it's so to me it's so fucking good dude and it tells like the story it tells is just like the best mm-hmm. i mean it's not like that night like they're just like the story it tells is just so good ring capacity by kirby crackle oh yeah ring capacity is the shit man i love and, you know i i don't like hal jordan but i love ring capacity ring capacity slaps that song is the shit man that one in rainbow bridge those are two that just get me pumped every time I came really close to adding uh, Up, Up, Down, Down by Kirby Crackle on my list, and I wound up not doing it just because my list was already getting kind of top-heavy. Now, On and All is a good song, too. On and All is good, yeah. Uh, but that one doesn't really... Even though it kind of tells like a, almost like a day in the... Oh, like a, a week in the life of, it doesn't really tell a story, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't know, On and On is a story about Wolverine, and like he's like, Monday, I'm doing this. Like, like I find the gang a hand. And like Tuesday, I'm in Madripoor, and I'm doing this. And then like Wednesday, I'm in... I'm like me and Kurt uh, and Nightcrawler hanging out, having a beer. Like, it's it's good, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the Great Lake Avengers one, that tells a pretty good story. That Great Lake Avengers is good. Yeah, that's a really fun one. Uh, yeah, pretty Bird much everything. Kirby, you're a dude! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything Kirby Crackle touches just turns to solid gold. They're beautiful people. Kirby Crackle is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, for real capacity, though, for those of you who don't know, you really have to look it up or read it. So, E for Everyone, I think it was maybe the first CD. That's, that's the first album. Yeah. Um, is really good, but Ring Capacity is a story of Hal Jordan Green Lantern fighting Sinestro, and his ring is starting to run out of power. And so, as this, as he's telling the story of him fighting him, it's saying that my, my ring is like 40%. Now it's at 30%. Now it's at 20%. It's like, and soon my ring's going to run out of power and this guy's going to beat my ass. Mm-hmm. And then like halfway through the song, he's able to charge his ring back up. And then as he's telling like what he's doing back, it's like, no, my, now I'm at this percent. Now I'm at this percent. Now I'm like a hundred percent and I'm beating the shit out of this guy. <laughs> Such a good song. <clears throat> Right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>